Hi everyone, welcome to Morning Matcha. Today I'm here with Susan Rose and Julie Lillian, who are the founders of Susan Rose Matchmaking. Hi. Hi, Nikki. Thanks for joining me here today. Oh, thank you. It's so fun we were finally able to make this happen. I know. So tell me a little bit about how you guys got into this industry and how you two met. Well, it's actually, it's an interesting story. I started this 17 years ago. And the reason I started was that my business partner then, Julie's my new business partner, uh, kept asking me to set her up. And I kept saying, you're not ready. You're not ready. She just gone through a divorce. And the day she, I said, one day you'll be ready and I'll know it. And that day I went and I found her somebody. And we had been just trying to create a business together and realized, wait a minute, let's create a matchmaking business. Cause I was also very good at setting people up. So this business started and then she got married. I set her up with her husband, the boyfriend of six years, the one that I originally started set her up with, uh, ended. And then she, I found her husband. She said, I don't want to work anymore. So I'm alone doing this. And then Julie, actually, this is another interesting story. Julie. Yes. Well, I, I've known Susan for many years through Squatch. So we were in that community. Um, and actually, we didn't really like each other so much. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> we, we really didn't give each other a chance. So it was like a match that probably should have happened years before. And um, But when I was getting separated, I started asking Susan about, you know, the business and and. and center i can't believe this new dating world i mean the, the the online dating it's 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 overwhelming it's you know it's good and bad and it turned out you know susan hadn't ever gone online and i said how is that possible you're a matchmaker you got to go online and so we started <laughs> talking and then you know eventually we said well maybe we'll try working together um so that was kind of the start and when was that Three years ago. Wow. But the interesting part of this, and then we kind of use this as an example to our clients, is that we really didn't like each other. We we saw no commonality. We, we had perceived notions about each other. And had it not been for Julie think, being interested in my business and us spending time together, we went, wow, we have so much in common and we really like each other. Mm -hmm. So we kind of try to use that model uh, that people have perceived concepts and ideas about a human being that really don't exist. So it's kind of, it's cute that we sort of, that's how we thought of each other. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, what goes into meeting new friends translates into your love life and your relationship. So yeah, it is yeah. all really interesting. Um, so how has, so the yeah. article that you sent me was really interesting. Oh, yes. And my favorite line from it was, <sighs> Online dating is the microwave of relationships, and I'm the frozen burrito that nobody wants. I thought that was so clever and so sweet, and I really felt for her. And I'm just curious. I mean, you've been in the industry for so long, Susan. You just said 17 years. So how has that changed for you? And then when you guys met, that's yeah. when you went online. So mm -hmm. how has the dating landscape changed? You know, in some ways, it's amazing because it is open for anybody. You're not stuck thinking, how am I going to meet somebody? You have this incredible platform to go and meet. But the flip side of that is that there, no one's using, I think probably, I don't want to give a percentage, but I would say probably 80 to 90% of people are not using the platform correctly. And I think in this, so, what I say in the social media, when I first started this business, there was no online dating there. I'm starting to age myself. <laughs> uh, there was no online dating. It was, you met through friends, you met through connections 
and you had to give people a chance. Um, as, as we say, you had to, you, you had no other thing, a choice, but maybe you got one guy, you, someone said, Oh, go meet. And you met them and you kind of got to know them. So their flaws or your flaws were not, uh, emphasized now in social media, the problem with social media and the problem with online dating is there's always a next Mm -hmm. it's a tissue effect. You just keep swiping through and what social media has done is it's kind of everyone's curated. Everyone has their Instagram that you look perfect or you see that people are having these perfect lives and that doesn't exist. Yeah. So online and social media has created no patience for people. We kind of call it the, there's a chemical effect actually that happens. And Julie was going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, texting and swiping and I've been there myself and our clients and the ones who come to us that didn't no longer want to do online. I mean, that you get kind of used to that kind of becomes a high, a serotonin high yeah, from totally. the swipe, mm-hmm. from the text, from the next message. When it's really, you know, when you step back and think about it, it's really not real. I mean, you haven't even, and I kind of jumping ahead, but a lot of times people don't get on the phone before they meet. They're just texting back mm-hmm. and forth. And, you know, we feel like that's just not a way to kind of initially get to know someone. So it it's, sets up this very hard dynamic. And, you know, we want to say in some, in a lot of ways, online dating is great. Right. Because you do have the choice and you do get to, you know, meet a variety of people that you wouldn't normally get to meet. Yeah. I was going to ask you, well, so what you were saying for a second, it's kind of the same thing, even if you're not online dating, social media in general, like getting likes, getting more engagement gives you that high. So just again, it translates to, I'm sure it's really crazy when you get validated or get Mm -hmm. that message and you you just want more. Yeah. And you have five different men or women coming at you with messages. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, they say it's like a dopamine effect. Mm-hmm. It really is like that, how you get from running or from a drug. Um, yeah. Right. And you you just, it's kind of an addiction. It's, Are there, is there ever a time that you recommend online dating? Yes. I, I rec- we actually say to our clients, have you gone online? And some will say, no, I can't. It doesn't feel comfortable. So you never want to push somebody to do an online dating experience if that really doesn't feel well for them. But, you know, a lot of people can't, can't afford us. So let's be honest. So, so to the, and, and. For young people and people, you're really in your kind of the fullest demographic. Mm-hmm. We say definitely go online. We mm-hmm. think it's a great platform, but how do you manage it? And what we found, which was fascinating, we do a lot of seminars. We did one for sort of a 25 to 40 group of women, and there must have been 60 women in the room, and they all of them felt burnt out. Mm-hmm. They just said, I can't do this anymore. And we said, well, how do you screen? And none of them screen. So we said, well, wait a minute. You're going out three dates in one night, which is, is ridiculous. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So we said, well, why don't you like have a little bit of a dialogue online, you know, texting, but then say, I'd like you to call me or can I call you? And, and all of them looked at us as if we said, by the way, we're going to go to Mars tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) And we said, wait a minute, none of you call. They said, I don't want to be on the phone. And we said, we've, I think 88% of people prefer not to be on the phone. So right there, you have not screened anybody. You've mm-hmm. only had this sort of fantasy relationship uh, texting. Mm-hmm. So if if this is really important to you, you want to meet somebody, why not 
get out of the box and set your own parameters. Yeah. So if that, if that man or that woman valid wants to meet me, they will pick up the phone. If mm-hmm. they don't, that's a sign. They're not really interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we have clients that, um, feel it's important that there's that text banter and that's kind of a real priority for them. And we try to kind of coach them to see beyond that because a lot of times people are too busy and some people are better at writing and some people don't like texting. And so it's, it's just interesting how it's, 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 it's our reality now, right? We're texting. That's our life, you know, with our kids, with our, but in the dating world, we feel that that's a really dangerous way to set it up. And with this group Susan was talking about, I mean, none of them picked up the phone before they went yeah. on a date. So uh, they don't so even weird. know the person's voice. They right. don't even, they're not having a real life, live conversation. Right. The little nuances that someone says, and you may not, some, someone said, well, I really didn't like his voice. I said, well, had you talked to him on the phone, <laughs> you would have known that and you would not have wasted your, your, your time. So the, the online dating is wonderful, but we think nobody is really kind of putting the time into mm-hmm. figuring out how they want to do it. And there's a massive burnout. You can't, you can't control what somebody else does. You can only control what you do. So we really emphasize for people who want to meet somebody, figure out what is right for you and follow that path. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, the article I sent you about um, online dating and the burnout. It's it's so sad because it's really back to social media. It's back to expectations that we're supposed to be somebody. We really aren't. I think that we have such a lack of attention. We we criticize. We're in a very strange period in life right now. There's a lot of quote fake news, sarcasm, snarly attitudes going on. And I think it's, it's gone over, you know, obviously it's dating is an online presence. So people are getting, I think they're just angry and burnt out and, and it's kind of, it's sad. I, where's love? Where's romance? Where's that pit in your stomach? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I have a second date with somebody. We see more and more people just dismissing right away. How can you walk into a room and look at somebody and say, I know they're not for me. That's yeah. almost impossible. Yeah. I, well, if they're not for you, make a friend, they may have something interesting to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I would say even our clients put the wall up first. And so I think that we're all scared and who wants to be vulnerable? I mean, I know you've been married a long, long time, <laughs> but vulnerability is the scariest thing in the world. But it's also so beautiful because you learn so much about yourself. And that's oh, so well said. actually what I was going to ask you is where does trust fall into this? And, um, cause I think sometimes in order to be vulnerable, you have to be a little bit more trusting in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe being set up, you're more likely to be more trusting because you know that this person isn't a complete stranger. They might have, you know, they might have your back a little bit just because you know, mutual people. Right. right. So yeah. Have you ever considered where trust plays into it or I have my own opinion on yeah. this. I don't know. You want to answer I, and I'll answer. Yeah. I mean, I think with trust and I guess it relates back to something I was thinking of saying is, you know, we always encourage our clients. If you went out on the first date and it was, there were elements of it you liked, but you're unsure because you've only met the person once to go out with them again. I mean, to do that, you know, we have the three date rule. So in terms of kind of building trust, we say, you know, continue to get to know them and, and do it in a way that's measured and thoughtful. And then, you know, you start building trust because yeah, you can be set up with somebody through a friend who turns out, you know, to be somebody you absolutely don't like. So 
but it is tough because you're meeting total strangers and um what about having sex on the first date oh well that's a dream (laughs) let's just get into it um well that's trust (laughs) um you know if you want to meet somebody that's to me the worst thing you could do like a long-term relationship yeah and and because it's saying hey there's i have no value i I have no moral values on any of this and we live in a very different time than our grandparents or my parents or you know all of that but if you want to to meet somebody and build something with them you can't give it all away Mm -hmm. and that means you can't tell them your whole life story there's an article i don't know if you read uh, read i sent you from the new york times i haven't read it yet oh, i really it need is, to we, yeah. i think everybody who's dating mm-hmm. in this world should read this article oh my gosh. because it talks about this woman who instantly falls in love with this guy and she she moves to paris to be with him i think they've known each other five times four i'm not i'm not don't quote me on it but very little time yeah and she's now in love with him in paris and of course it implodes mm-hmm. so what the article <laughs> says is that Get to <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. It's this is what movies are made of, not real life. Yeah. And, and the one little infamous percentage of that person that succeeds, fabulous. But really getting to know somebody, you have that unbelievable euphoric stage. And then you have the stage where you have to disagree. And yeah. how you disagree is really how you build the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's the true relationship, the, the disagreements. So everybody wants to live in the euphoric. They want to, they want to walk in and they want to feel fabulous. So it would be great. To, I'm sure if you're turned on, you're having sex with that person. Great. But how do you even know that person? You, mm-hmm. you know, nothing other than the dopamine that Julie had discussed, right, right. Yeah. which is what it is. And I, I do think for women, um, it's a little different jumping into sex. We do kind of ha- get more emotional and attached. So our, it's our recommendation not to do that if you really want a relationship. Um, and the article Susan was referring to rushing into love, I think that was the woman's pattern. You know, and that's what we saw. She did this over and over again. She had identified. She just jumps right in. Um, and where Susan says, you know, really in a relationship, what the challenge is going to be how you face disappointment together, not yeah. how you face this initial like rush of love and excitement and sex and all that. It's how you deal with the other stuff, disappointment. Well, the, there's so much in there, what you said. Yeah. And one of the things I think um, would be helpful is just trying to figure out, like you were mentioning her pattern. So how do you recommend people find their patterns? Mm-hmm. We, we, in our process, we find out, sort of their history like what were their relationships with their family their what were their parents like then we go on to kind of past relationships what turns them on why did they like this man or why did they like this woman and within two to three relationships probably two you see someone has a pattern they're attracted to something and if that pattern doesn't work for them and that's why they're saying hey i am stuck or quote this woman i have internet burnout and I'm, I don't know her, so I can't assume, you know, what she's done in her life, but she probably has a pattern. Yeah. She's picking men that probably make her, she's attracted to that are bad for her. So most people want to walk in, meet that person and what they're attracted to may not necessarily be healthy for them mm-hmm. at a certain point. I'm not talking when you're really young and you're still in college or, you know, it's, you're right out. There's still a euphoric stage and everybody's kind of loose, but as you get older, you bring more baggage and more experiences that are good and bad. But when you're looking for a relationship, 
and you have a pattern that doesn't work, you, you can tell. And it, it, the blame game doesn't go. You ha- the, the buck stops with you. You mm-hmm. have to own this because you want to you meet someone. So we're big on go to a therapist and, and kind of identify your pattern. And there are great therapists out there that aren't expensive for people can't afford it. There's all sorts of different ways to get some kind of help. And it's, it's help for yourself. It's, it's, you know, saying, I want something. I'm going to empower myself. Mm-hmm. And we, we think that's really important. Mm-hmm. I mean, Julie's a therapist, so I'll right. let her. So I've, I was going to say, I think with Susan, all her experience, she could have several mm-hmm. degrees. <laughs> She's very mm-hmm. spot on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as a therapist, that's kind of a lot of the work we do. It's that you say, working with our clients around what, what do you want versus what do you need? Mm-hmm. Um, and the- what's going to be best for you? in a long-term relationship, which is why you came to us. So mm-hmm. our most successful clients are those who really get it and work with us. And it's not easy. I mean, it is like being in therapy. It's like a relationship. Yeah. Coach. Mm-hmm. And at what point, because with the fullest, you guys know it's so health and wellness based. So a lot of our readers actually are very much into self care mm-hmm. and looking super deep in yourself and working on yourself. But we also find that at some point that becomes burnout mm-hmm. and some people who want to be in a relationship, um, obviously it's important to know yourself and have mm-hmm. a relationship with yourself first. But at what point does that get in the way and become mm-hmm. a roadblock to you meeting another person? I think in our current culture, And that goes back to when you originally asked me, how has dating changed? This generation that the fullest represents is all equal. Mm -hmm. And and that's wonderful. But someone has to compromise. Someone has to say, that's not so important to me. I'm okay that he or she does X, Y, Z. Because in order to create a relationship, you have to give up so much to get so much. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that I think people are stuck. I mean, there are many parts, but one of them I'm like, well, I don't want to give up this and I don't want to give up that and my time here and my time there, or none of that matters. If you want a relationship, you, you will get so much more that you don't realize is out there by just give, just being kind of raw in a good way. Mm -hmm. Kind of just saying, it doesn't matter. I like the fact I love the way he smiles or I love the way he just kind of walks into a room or how he asked me a question. Get to that point where little things are so much bigger than, than, you know, your, your daily routines. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I don't know if Julie, you want to help yeah, uh, no. me on that one. Yeah. It, it may, it may be too esoteric. No, it <laughs> does. It's just when you were talking, I was thinking about the fact we have had, have a client, had a client who, um, she's very into spirituality and wellness and that it's amazing. And her life is about that. And she's, she gives and she's a charities, but it's almost like she's kind of forgetting or not knowing how to have a relationship Yeah, because Mm -hmm. her life is very structured in these ways. And it's almost like, I'm thinking about like an older person, we get stuck in our ways. Mm -hmm. She's a younger person kind of stuck in this. I got to do this. I've got to do the yoga. I've got to meditate, meditate. But you know, at what point, I have to have a relationship. So what am I going to do to do that? And that was kind of our work with her is to say, you got to give up some of this other stuff and compromise. You know, the checklist is not all going to be perfect. He's going to come in like disheveled or she and not be maybe that perfect person you thought he or she was going to be. And and I think it's really hard now when women and men go out because who picks up the check? Mm -hmm. There's this, people are kind of fearful. Nobody really knows what to do. And we kind of say, well, you know, let the man and then next time you do. I mean, why, you got to build something. Someone's got to do something here to kind of give. And, you know, 
it's it's a really it's really hard. It's back to being kind of raw, kind yeah. of vulnerable, kind of awkward. But you could switch that and say I'm kind of having fun. So it's it's a it's an you know and also just throw yourself out there enjoy enjoy meeting a new person mm-hmm. don't put pressure on yourself don't think oh my god am I gonna we had one client say to us I don't see our families melding and that was after the first, first date. date oh my <laughs> gosh we, we were <laughs> yeah. but but this is what we all do it, you, you can't help it because we we our brains go to some place they shouldn't be going so you know if. Bring them back and enjoy this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And living now. I mean, we're also, we are also driven to look to the future and kind of jump to that. And that's natural, but that's what we try to tell our clients. Just Mm -hmm. live for that moment, that date, and then see and go to the next one if there's something you like. And then Mm -hmm. just try not to have that. And it's anxiety too. It's people are jumping ahead. Our families won't work. And how am I going to go from, you know, it's, he lives too far away. He's 30 miles away. You know, it's, it's all it's anxiety. Like, it's all, nothing it's all, in the yeah. present moment. Fear. It's fear, it's fear yeah. anxiety, yeah. vulnerability. And, and I think it's also, we're just, we're not used to this generation is not used to just sitting. Uh, honestly, just kind of sitting and hanging. Mm-hmm. If they're hanging, they're hanging with their phone, yeah. their computer. Maybe they've taped a bunch of television shows so there's or just, all three at once, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Which is more like Actually, it. I, do, I do that. I'm yeah. on my phone yeah. watching the it. TV. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what is that? I can't. I'm. I'm not capable of listening to it. I, I, I'm missing it all. Yeah, I, I, I dial wrong numbers because I'm thinking of something else. It's a yeah. mess. Yeah, but but if you want to date, you almost have to go back to some prehistoric situation and and kind of get in touch with just the sort of the girl and the boy side of yourself. Mm-hmm. I think Susan was saying she often goes out now and doesn't bring her phone, which made me pause because I said, how can I do that? I'm guilty of it. I mean, I I said, my kids and my parents and, you know, but to leave the house without your phone, you kind of feel naked. I mean, I have panic when I miss, I misplace my phone like three times a day. But it's, you know, the thought of that, but she, Susan's really having quality time then because she's just there. I've decided my kids are launched. Yeah. I don't, I I mean, I don't do it all the time, but I'm really trying to just put it away and be present. It's Mm -hmm. so important. I do that at night before I go to bed. I just, I make sure my phone's not Mm -hmm. in my room because I don't want to go to bed with my husband, me on my, like having both of us going on our phones, scrolling through Instagram before we go to bed. It's like not fun, not intimate at all. But can you imagine this person who's, 27 has the job that they're really proud of their friends or summer relationships, some aren't, and they want to be in a relationship, but they're, they are addicted to all of the social media and they see all this incredibly curated, as I said before, perfect life, which none of us, we really mm-hmm. reality is it does not exist. And it's really hard. It's really hard to be real now yeah. because I think we're missing it because we're so much so we're so attached to our um, devices. But also, I think we're also craving it so much more because yes. we don't have it. So yes. hopefully we can be mm-hmm. present enough to um, see it when it hits us in the face or when we're in the moment, which takes me to a friend of mine was just telling me one of her dating stories. Well, let's hear And <laughs> um, they actually haven't spent time together, just the two of them yet. It's mm-hmm. like been in a group, but then um, he stayed the night on her couch a couple times, mm-hmm. but she was just telling me 
Um, I've heard all of her dating stories. Basically, uh-huh. the only thing I know about dating is through her because I've been <laughs> in such a long-term relationship. But it's really interesting because when she was explaining it to me, everything sounded great. Like I've heard, I have a, I think I'm pretty intuitive and I can tell I have a good bullshit prom, um, mm-hmm. barometer, but <laughs> she was like, Oh, he was like saying all the, you know, basic things to get me to think like he really likes me. Like he was telling me I'm beautiful. He was telling me all these things. And I was like, honestly, I think this person seemed genuine. And, mm-hmm. but I understand like you've been in situations where maybe people are just saying that to get you, to do things that you don't want or to trust them more. So what's, how can someone like, um, I guess what is the bolt? Yeah. Yeah, The gauge. But you know what? None of us have a perfect road. You don't know unless you walk through. So let's say this friend of yours who he's been on her couch a couple of times, which I don't understand why, but okay. (laughs) Um, but she's gone on it. She's gone on two dates with him. Yeah, basically. Together or as a group? As a group. Okay, so now she could even say, you know what? You and I need to go out one night together. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be Mm -hmm. fun? If he can't, is he he stuck or is he asking and she's not hearing? He really is into her. Then she needs to bite. Is she she interested? She is too. But I think she's um, just taking it slow because she's been burned. Which is perfect. Which is perfect. But at some point you can't be stuck too. They need to have a date together yeah and not her cooking or not him cooking they need to go out mm-hmm. go out and just be the to, uh, and she needs it sounds like she she he has given her enough indication he likes her so maybe she needs to say well it's time to why don't we go out on a date yeah we, or just go out and have dinner together yeah. you don't mm-hmm. even have to yeah. use the word date but yeah. i want to go back to like the trust part of it well mm-hmm. that's where i'm sorry yeah, I got yeah. kind of, trust is how much you're willing to give of yourself yeah okay so she doesn't she doesn't trust him maybe based on her own past experiences it sounds like yeah exactly she has to go gradually through this process but she also has to say i can give this much up i can give that much up but she also have also she has to realize that it's hard for her to do this so make sure that she does it and doesn't pull back because if she 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 Trust is something that you spend time developing. Yeah. And I would say from a therapist's perspective, uh, it does sound like she might need, I don't know if she's in therapy, but she sounds very kind of fragile, mm-hmm. not even vulnerable, like more even fragile. Um, so if that didn't work, and I agree, go step by step, you know, the next step is to have a one-on-one with him. Because then, you know, yeah. without that, how do you know whether you're going to start trusting him? Right. But She, she just yeah. needs to get to know him. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And, yeah. and, Go at her speed and her ability to trust. Yeah. There, or, there's no, there, you can't, you could be with someone for three months and all of a sudden they turn to you and they say, I'm not in this. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to feel, I guess the key, at least I would say, is to feel really strong about yourself and value yourself. Mm-hmm. That's part of dating. Like, it's a, okay. Yeah. I'm going to mourn that the fact that person didn't like me, but I'm not going to let them bring me down because they didn't like me. If they didn't like me, that's their problem. Mm -hmm. And that's what people need to realize is that you have a lot to offer. And because of the internet, you have an an enormous choice. It's under your control to do this, but do it in a healthy way. We call it three E's. We say, are you emotionally available? Well, we'll use this woman, for example. Mm -hmm. Is she emotionally available? Mm -hmm. You know her. Do you think she's emotionally? I think so. Okay. So what does that mean to her? Does she, does she want, what, how does she see that landscape? Is she willing to be vulnerable? 
Mm-hmm. Is she willing to take a chance? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so she knows that about the, herself. Mm-hmm. She says, I want to have a relationship mm-hmm. now. So at she, this point she's there. Okay. So yeah. our next E. Yeah. So the next E is exclusive. Are you, do you want to be exclusive? And that's kind of the next step in your dating life. Once mm-hmm. you start dating and then you mutually agree, you want to be exclusive because that's, that's another serious step. Um, does she want to be with this man or anybody else? So we ask our clients who usually are ready for that. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, they want to just be with one person. And it sounds like she wants an exclusive relationship. Yeah, okay. I think I, I, my friend definitely does. But I, I know a lot of, I mean, this is like, I know there's a third E, but yeah. I'm going to interject here. I've <laughs> also heard of people mutually agreeing to be in a polyamorous relationship. Yeah, but but no, they, they mutually, they so mutually, that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. Everything is, don't be afraid to discuss things with people, but, but take it in, like, if you just meet somebody, don't be heavy with them. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, I mean, I think people get so bare and raw right away in a, when they meet a man or a woman, you know what? There's a little mystery slowly trust to answer your question. Trust slowly give away bits and pieces of yourself because you want to see how they handle that. And he or she wants to see how you handle that. Mm -hmm. So once you throw everything out there, that's a lot to take in. Mm -hmm. So she trust is the person showed up, the person's responsible. You only get to know that over time. That's the enduring part of it. That's the third E. Yeah. Okay. So then when do you have the conversation about getting tested? (laughs) <laughs> how do you ask that well <laughs> you know that's, what? that's, that's a, with the i mean i think uh, that's with the exclusive part if you're going to be, start being exclusive and you know that you're not using dating pro- around then, or using protection well when you right, want to stop you using, protection. using protection okay. it really it's really when you stop but, using protection but we also say back to him we'll get back to that the exclusive is we do recommend people kind of focus on one person at a time because in this world of crazy ADD dating, it's hard to do that. And like, we're talking about our phones. So kind of focus on that person. It doesn't mean that's going to be this long, you know, it could not work out, but it's better to do Mm -hmm. that. And, you know, with the protection thing, I think, you know, for all the single people out there, it's, there's a responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to talk about it um, pretty soon, pretty Mm -hmm. soon after. But, but I would, if you're not using protection, then shame on you. Yeah. Um, but if you, once you don't want to, if you're in an exclusive relationship and you say, this is it, I'm not sleeping with anybody. I'm not sleeping. I see us having a long term, then you go get tested. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's responsibility. It's, mm-hmm. it's, and also your group want to have children. So it's smart yeah. to get tested to see if there's things that could affect long-term pregnancy yeah. for either, either sex. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Okay, so once you have a relationship, <laughs> this like makes me think of building a website because like yeah. that's where I'm coming that's from. Right. Like, okay, so, so after you, you build the website, you need like monthly maintenance. So like, uh, once you have the relationship, then well, how do you right? Like, how do you continue to develop that? Do you guys help your clients with continuing to? Um, develop their relationships if they need help or with us, what happens is they kind of say they come to us and it's usually about, I would say it's usually about four to five months. People kind of know, Hey, this has real possibility. Mm -hmm. So we're sort of, we kind of fall off the radar by about five months. Cool. And sometimes I'll call for like, am I crazy? 
Yeah. But I, you know, you got to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a relationship that really feels good, then, then you're going to have to walk through potential pain or gain, you know, unless you just say, Hey, I, I'm, I'm going to, I like this person and I'm going to have to go through it. Nobody likes to feel vulnerable. That's back to the Mm -hmm. beginning. So, you know, they're, they're happy. And if there's problems, hopefully they have someone to turn to maybe a therapist or they kind of just talk to themselves or as this article in the New York times says, communicating with the person you're in a relationship with is very important. You have to discuss things to grow. Yeah. And if they, if they, if they're with someone who is incapable of discussing, that's a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. You, you know, this is not good. If, if this person can't hear, hear me, how am I going to grow with them? Mm-hmm. And right. me doesn't mean I need to be, you know, validated. We need to talk and we may not agree, but we're talking through things. Yeah. I think Definitely. with, I just find it interesting because we're all, we're in this world about online dating. Everyone's trying to find mm-hmm. their significant other, but we're also viewing dating and relationships in a different way because their divorce rates are really high and people aren't staying together as long. And you, and that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, people should get out of a relationship if it's not working for them, but right. um, we're finding ourselves at a time where people have multiple long-term relationships throughout their life mm-hmm. or they just don't, maybe they don't want that. But right. I right. find it really interesting because at what point, because I think, Personally, I just think people are not willing to stay because they're getting, you know. I, I think there's a combination yeah, of a lot of is, things. I think from what we see is that in, we, you know, we, we kind of get, a, a, we're getting actually a younger group of people. So that's interesting. I've never been married. But, you know, we're on the other end of it. Mm-hmm. If people don't want to get, once you have kids, people really don't want to get divorced. Mm-hmm. I think there's this myth. People, it's like telling your kids it's a death. Yeah. And, and what they knew is gone. And mm-hmm. so I don't think it's so easy to get divorced. It's, it's painful. It's ugly. I think people get there because the two sides, for whatever reason, it could be mental health, it could be, dep- I mean, mental health is depression. Depression plays a huge role in people's lives. Yeah. Expectations, where they thought they would be. You know, you can't control those things. These are things that come out later in life. Like, I thought I was going to be here and I'm not. And that could affect the marriage. There's all sorts of reasons divorces do not make it. But I would think a lot of them is through mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do workshops with um, people, divorce, divorced men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and yeah, I agree with Susan. I think there are a variety of reasons. I think people really do try to hold on to their marriages. I think we mm-hmm. have this whole vision of the entertainment world where everybody's always getting divorced and doesn't seem like they're trying, but a social div- media divorce. <laughs> no, divorce is real. And I do think that people come out of it with kind of a perspective and want to find that next person who they're not making the same mistake, choosing somebody who may be wrong with them. So we do get those clients as well who really want to look at and examine, okay, how am I going to make this choice now? I don't want this to happen again. Mm-hmm. So, and that's repeating your patterns. Right. Also, if you're with someone after a certain point and you think you're going to get married, I don't think it's so wrong to say, Hey, maybe we should go talk to somebody just to, to, to see what are little hot mm-hmm. buttons so that we can grow together. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying long-term therapy, but if I was going to get, if, if, you know, I was young or advise my kids or, you know, my kids, friends, I'd say, you know what? Go talk to someone just so you guys have the tools to disagree mm-hmm. and you don't personalize it and you understand how to disagree. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so I think there's so many ways to to build a stronger relationship if you're going to get married than I think I had at my time or you yeah, had. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, I think there's so much out there. I mean, you're about wellness and health. Yeah. Find someone who you can talk to that can help you. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's so much out there to build wonderful, strong relationships. Mm -hmm. Well, and, I, I agree. I do think that younger people have the whole, they have this outlet, the spirituality, the whole, you know, wellness movement, and it is helpful in a relationship. Like mm -hmm. we all want that. We yeah. all want, and they're tools. These are tools you can use. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah. it's always back to feeling strong and empowered, not to the point where you're empowered, where you just kind of block everybody else's opinion, but you're like, okay, I'm not going to personalize this situation he or she is saying something to me. It doesn't feel good, but let's take a step back to take a step forward. So it's not done in an emotional context. Yeah. I love that. I, uh. someone was once saying like, I love you or you could, you can love someone, but not like them in that moment. And oh, it's so true. I'm always like, yeah, I love you, but not right now. It's like, not like you love them. We have to but love let them, me tell you, really 13 or like 14, you do you not don't like them. They don't like you. They don't like each other. Yeah, and they don't love you. So it's like, whoa. So we're just telling you as a mother to be. Yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah. I know. I've been getting a glimpse of like, kids fighting and all those things like in uh -huh. elevators just like yeah. being here it's i think this generation has so i say this generation i sound so old but but the, the people of the fullest they have so much at their disposal yeah but somehow society has created this narrowness when it comes to relationships and and they all feel so vulnerable and scared and kind of angry. Mm -hmm. And I think, why are you angry? You have, you, you have so much out there for yourself and women, certain women have strong careers and they don't care if the guy has a super strong career or guys have strong careers and don't care if the woman, I mean, you just go out there and actually live and stop living online. Mm -hmm. And that takes vulnerability and it takes sort of a certain discipline and everybody else seems to do all this wellness discipline. We'll do that discipline, meet Enjoy people. Put your phone down in a restaurant. Look around. Talk to someone. I want to yeah. talk about the Me Too uh. movement and Time's mm -hmm. Up because it's so, it's happening right now. I mean, it's been happening mm -hmm. forever, but right now is when um, people are actually coming out, speaking up, and it's so important. Mm -hmm. And at the same time I was talking to you earlier, I find that it could also, I mean, it's so, it brings up so many important things. Like for me, I was listening to someone talk and they were saying, it just goes to show with social media and with our, we're isolating ourselves so much that we can't read other people's, um, body language, mm -hmm. any mm -hmm. body language. So we have like false cues or we're not really equipped with knowing mm -hmm. that as much anymore. And then also just in terms of what, how that the dating landscape is affected by it because like I was saying, I would imagine it kind of, I don't know, with romance makes it more difficult because the art of seduction might not be like as exciting because you're afraid that you're yeah. hurting someone else. But, or... but there goes from the question you said, sleeping on the first date, what art of seduction is that? Yeah. What, what, what expectation? Why would, I mean, if, if you're going to go sleep with someone on the first date, it's sex. 
Mm-hmm. And it may not be good for you. It may be great for you. It may not be good for one of the, it, it's just, you don't know this person. It's mm-hmm. pure sex. And as for example, the, the woman we were talking about, the one, uh, with the, uh, comedian, what is his name? Uh, Oh, oh Aziz sorry. Yeah. I don't know her. Yeah. All I know is that she went over there and she went and slept with him. She could have said no. And so I'm not, she, maybe she felt in her head and that's sad. If she felt in her head that she had to go do this and she felt pressured in her head, she, she really needs to ask herself, wait, what, why am I feeling that way? Do I do this on other relationships? Like that, that's a pa- potentially a pattern. I don't know her. So I, I don't like to s- say something I really don't know, Yeah. but if you didn't feel good about that, why do that? So as for our clients or for this group of people, do this when you're ready. It's actually, why not like it should be like at a point where you both kind of like excited, like mm-hmm. there's, and you plan it and not where like, okay, I'm going to, you plan it with romance. You kind of say, okay, I think tonight is going to like, let's, let's be intimate yeah. tonight. I mean, how exciting is that? Like you're mm-hmm. ready. It's kind of like you're, you're, you're having a buildup. Mm-hmm. So, so that's to me diffuses a me too, because you both have consented. You're going to have this moment and you know each other and you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you just want to jump in, together, that's kind of the risk that's on you. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, we're obviously not talking about the Harvey Weinstein situation at all. I mean, that's a whole different thing. And, um, and actually you had just mentioned the article about the woman who was writing on the, for the New York times. Oh, right. This woman who wrote an article about, she was, um, assaulted at work. I mean, those are scars. Talk about trust. I understand that that's where mental health, you need someone. And, and, it's and that's a whole power that's differential. A, I mean, you know, at the workplace, because with this woman, it was, I think it was yeah, her boss or her superior. But I mean, yeah. that's Awful. where we find it more. We don't find it personally with our clients as much, the Me Too, as in the workplace, where we hear about, you know, it's, it's the people are being very cautious and careful, which is good, very good on the one hand. On the other hand, and we've done some in-house coaching at larger kind of corporate mm-hmm. firms, it can also block people from actually having good working relationships yeah. because there's mm-hmm. such this kind of fear now. So it's mm-hmm. two sides of it. Yeah. You know, where it's very, um, and I know colleges political. have like a consent form and there's an app right. now that's out to say, okay, I consent to sleep with you and I consent to sleep with you, but you're not in a relationship. So there's, so for us, if you want a relationship, wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if that person doesn't want to wait, then then, then that right person's thing. not right for you. Mm-hmm. They're not hearing you're not ready for this. Mm-hmm. So that's all about saying, Hey, I have, I have some, this is how I need to go. And if they can't hear you, they are beyond wrong for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I mean, sometimes women and look, and you know, personally too, and, <sighs> and just with our clients, you know, you do feel kind of this pressure and the clients like, you know, at one point, you know, everybody says the three day rule or after three days is that when you sleep with somebody. And we say, no, but you know, there is kind of this kind of expectation possibly, especially with younger people that this is, you know, what you do in terms of maybe, you know, some weird notion that that's how you keep the man because mm-hmm. if you're not sleeping with them. And then we see other younger people who are doing, as we suggest, kind of getting to know people slowly, going offline. Um, so it's confusing, but it's, I, it's, I, it's funny. I, I think when I was younger, I would have rushed this process. Yeah. Sleeping yeah. with someone, yeah. not thinking about it. Now, as I get older, you know, you want to feel empowered. I go back to that. You want right. to feel like you're ready. You want to, you want to talk about romance and seduction. There, you've been waiting. You get excited. You're like, yeah. he's excited. She's excited. 
that's, that's why you do it, you mm-hmm. know, but you don't do it because it's just hormones are flying and they do fly when you meet someone that you're, you're turned on by, but it's over time. That's, that's when you, you are, you can feel safe. That's when you can trust. Anytime you rush something, you're never going to feel safe and, and, and know that this works. Cause you don't know any, you don't know that person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we still have though, you know, men and women, the men typically chase, right. And women in, in the beginning. And so it is kind of this dynamic that's set up where mouse. women, yeah. right. Where women might, you may feel like, Oh, they're chasing and I'm not responding or, you know, and that's where just communication comes in, you know, to say, look, I want to get to know you slowly. I really like you. I don't want to blow this, you know, whatever. When we have mm-hmm. that, what was the article? What's it called? The New York Times. Oh, where she yeah. Jumps she's in. Rushing she's into love. Rushing into, into love. love. Right, yeah. right, right. Where she kind of feels like that's what she has to do or just it's so exciting that she right. goes off and it doesn't work. It implodes mm-hmm. every time. So. Right. So what's your advice to someone who wants a long-term relationship? slow Mm -hmm. it down Mm -hmm. and communicate, but communicate off text, off text. (laughs) Don't, don't read in, don't get obsessive because if you get obsessive, it's, it, it, it's, it distorts your, your vision. So slow everything down and, and listen to what someone's saying. Sometimes someone will say something and it's like, how how could they say that? But kind of ask them, like, say, I'm a little confused can, can you, can you tell me what you said? I, I'm not sure I understood. Feel like, get to know somebody, you know, slow everything down. If you want to meet somebody, it takes time in this, this new world. And it wasn't so 20, 20 years ago, we slowed things down. Mm-hmm. Now you have a burnout of a bunch of young people saying, I'm just burnt out. I can't do it because they're rushing. They're going so fast they're, and they're not being selective. Mm-hmm. They're, they're actually, they're fantasizing. And they're not living the reality. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have younger people who are, um, you know, out on dates with the one person and they actually like them, but then they're, the person goes to the bathroom and then they're looking at their Tinder account and swiping. Oh and my so, gosh. you know, they're kind of not really there. They're not really in it. So another piece of our advice is, you know, slowing it down and kind of focusing on that person. If you like them, give them a chance. Don't yeah. just dismiss it. Don't just go back to your Bumble app after, mm-hmm. you know, start <laughs> chatting with someone else. Cause that first person isn't available and look everybody's and, done that and someone may have a little anxiety so they over text and you might not be the one that wants to be get all the texts or you might be the one that wants to get the text so when that doesn't happen have a little conversation about that and so let's just hypothetically say your friend will use her yeah the the gentleman that she's interested in is a big texter and she's not she'll just she needs to say to him you know what i i really think you're interested in stuff but during the day i can't really text it's not my thing i hope yeah. you're okay with that or vice versa so it's all about communication it, we are not in a hollywood world we are in a real world with where people have different ways of acting so you know communicate that that this is not working, that doesn't work for me, but that doesn't mean you're rejected. doesn't mean you're like, you know, rude to them. We have to, under, we have to get to know one another. There's so many devices to talk, do what's good for you with a bit of opening to understand them. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thanks you guys. It was so nice to spend this day with you and uh-huh. be here at the wing together. Oh, I and, love the wing. And finally get this podcast oh, yeah. in. Oh, oh, thank, thank you, you Nikki. Nikki. You look beautiful. Thank you. Love right. you guys. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a comment or review, and share with your friends. 
I'm always reading our comments and love hearing from you. So keep in touch and I'll see you next time.